You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Dexter. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Dexter news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... It's AfterBuzz TV for Dexter! Hello! It is AfterBuzz TV for Dexter. I'm Steve Bottomley and I'm, I'm being joined w- with uh, Princess Kristen Snyder. <laughs> it changes every week. The beautiful Diva Princess Kristen Snyder. Uh, <laughs> I want to be more badass than that. <laughs> oh, really? The badass Kristen Snyder. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> we'll start wearing like leather jackets and stuff. Oh, we'll get some print. We'll get a tat. Done. <laughs> yeah. You get a Dexter tat. You know, bloody. In fact, you don't even have to wipe it off. You just, like, keep it. Where were we? Oh. oh Sin yeah. of a Mission is the uh, episode tonight. Uh, and um, it is kind of just checking in with everybody. It's just Stretching m- out mid-season. Yeah. Mid-season and, yeah. and like, okay, so now we have to put this stuff in so that we can get to the story over here. But until we get there, this is what you need to know. I mean, if they added more stories, it would be an overload for the audience. Because, you know, it's you go a whole week without a show. And mm-hmm. to add more storylines, people aren't going to remember and follow. And I don't think people are following it probably as closely as we are, considering we have to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> we get to talk about it. The privilege, exactly. Um, But, you know, this is the way TV is, I guess. I feel like a lot of shows are are sort of stretching at this point. But you said earlier that it was uh, a a different track that they're kind of going on. They're they're getting a lot more internal uh, in this season. They're really spending time kind of like giving Dexter more of an internal battle. So that does take time to play out. You can't really just like... And then he's fixed. You know what I mean? Right. They, they've got to span that over and give him moments and have those battles and, you know, let us see those and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. And it, it has been an um, interesting choice for the writers to take this track through uh, this season. I don't hate it. I, no. I kind of like it. I haven't seen a show that has gone this route before. I'm right. not sure that any other show will go this route again. <laughs> but I'm glad that they did. <laughs> I, I am too. I, I, I've, I've liked it too. It, it's been um, it's been kind of interesting to see the other side and him trying to because you know I always just figured that the character just shut everything off when he needed to, and now you're discovering no that he's got to. You know, find a way to make it all work every day. And he seems to be needing more now. And I think a lot of it's being reflected through Harrison, where, you know, he, he's now, instead of just a single guy that can do what he wants, he's now a father. And so he's got to deal with, you know, what what legacy is he leaving his kid and, and how can he be a good dad? Time to look in the mirror. 
time to look at which we were thinking <laughs> you need an app that's actually a mirror. So instead of just, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good, but just make an app. I'll be Vanna White for a minute. That's How's an this? idea I'm giving out for free. <laughs> Somebody make a mirror app. I need um, to make sure my hair looks okay app. with um, um, these headphones. So Deb and Dexter, they uh, Deb was not happy in this time around. For good reason. I mean, I if, if Dexter was my brother, this would not be acceptable. <laughs> I would have to chain him up and to make him dinner, and yeah, he would he, eat it. <laughs> he, he bailed for five days, and uh, I absolutely agree that the best apology donut is a crueler. A chocolate cooler. <laughs> that's what they suggested. Absolutely. And what did I say when they're showing the donuts? Hey, that's so my, that was favorite, my favorite. And then they said, "So, are you telling me a lot of people apologize to you? <laughs> Is that yes. how you get all these coolers? I, I Is just, that why it's become a favorite for you? I just pretend that they slided me, and I make them guilt into giving me a French cooler, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate. Um, um, and uh, it was, uh, you, you know, she she was really mad. Very and then um, I thought she was going to stay a little madder. You know, she yeah. kind of like let him off the hook a little quick. It Be- was fast. But, but then you find out later on in therapy that she's still mad. Oh, yeah. She, oh, you yeah. know, she's still really, really she, mad at him. She wears that face of the department at all times at this point in her life. Even at home, she wears the face of the department. She doesn't really mm. come out of that role until she's in with a the therapist, which is very interesting. Yeah, I'm glad they brought that in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know that that really helps uh, in getting more depth because it's kind of hard to get depth and character in like the precinct, right. you know. And you've already seen that she's not really good with relationships, so you needed something to help you know find out more about her. I like how he said in the beginning. Dexter said it only takes a handful of sugar to get an apology for a kid, get yeah. them to forgive you. But if you're asking for forgiveness for adult, you got to bring them coffee too. Yeah, <laughs> so true. I guess I guess that's that's how true. You do it here. By the way, it does work coffee with a kid. It's but you know they get more angry. Um, <laughs> I've never tried that. Don't give your kids coffee. Don't, don't listen to don't this listen guy. To me. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, and it's it, while she was in the therapist uh, talking about Dex, it seemed to me like she needs her father's acceptance through Dexter. Mm-hmm. She can't obviously get it from him anymore, and and she keeps looking to Dexter for for that, which I think is interesting because Dexter is still talking to their father. So you know what I think the father is Dexter's therapist. Mm-hmm. Really, and so now Deb is going to this therapist that was recommended through the department, but yeah. she's decided to keep seeing her because it's her only outlet. And they're doing the same thing. Exactly, they're listening and just repeating back mm-hmm. in a different form of what you're thinking. I really liked what the therapist said to Deb, though. There's no room in the relationship for his needs, and so maybe he goes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sure sounded like when there was, she was talking about you. Know, how she relates to Dexter, like they were a married couple. Were, were they married in real life at one point? Yes. Oh, okay. But it didn't seem like, you know, it, it, it just kind of like, well, I don't know. It just seemed to me like it was. I mean, the relationship off screen clearly comes through the lens of the te- of the television show. I agree. Because it does not seem like a brother-sister relationship, even when they're arguing, even when they're together or not together. Seems a little closer than that. I agree with that too. 
So that chemistry off screen has definitely transformed their relationship on screen. But maybe that's part of the fact that, you know, they, they lost their parents when they were young. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, they only had each other. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's um, – Deb, the character, is doing the best she can. But she's really fallen apart uh, as the lieutenant, I think. She's – you know, panicking on the crime scene, you know, and she's got her detective saying, don't worry, we'll take care of, it. you know, she kind of like, go just go do something that's not dangerous now. When they found the um, le- latest tableau, she was kind of frantic and, and just losing it a bit. Well, she had good reason to. I mean, they had pinned her card that she gave to Lisa, Travis's sister, Geller. <laughs> right, I agree. Pinned it on the I body. I agree that, that the card was pinned to the body, but as a lieutenant, I'm thinking, you know, maybe you want to just, you know, by example, not freak. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, it was not professional to freak. However, I can see how upset she was because she could have saved this woman's life, is how she's looking at it, I'm sure. And she thinks that she's dead now because she talked to her. Hmm. And. I don't think that's why she's dead. I think – I'm not going to say what I think yet. We'll save that. But um, yeah, That goes into predictions? Not predictions, but more the religious theme and, and Geller and Travis, whether – who we think killed his sister. But, yeah, we'll get into that later. But more with Deb. Um, she was upset that Dexter went to talk to Jonah the whole way in Nebraska instead of coming to her. Yeah, and, and Dexter obviously can't tell her the truth, which is – you know, again, uh, his burden. Is Why do you think he's not, though? Not I mean, telling do, her the truth? Do you, do you think that Deb would not understand it all and just be, like, thrown back? Because she even says to a therapist, I don't keep t- um, secrets from Dexter. You know, he's the one with all the secrets. He doesn't tell me anything. How do you think uh, she would think, feel? I think even if she said, you're my brother and, you know, I will just not take action on this he knows that it would cause irreparable damage right and so he can't because it's family and there's nothing else he has even though he's got harrison Mm -hmm. but uh i mean but she is a detective and lieutenant how does she not have some instinct that says there's something up with my brother um yeah (laughs) that's a really good point Unless she's not that great a detective, <laughs> or it's kind of that trouble, thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, she was dating a serial killer at one point, and she didn't pick up on that either. So, what's that thing where it's you know right under your nose, you'll never see it? Exactly, and then so, so we that's can't really probably blame what's her. going on, right? And then she finds the pen from the Shady Lane Hotel, and that's how she realized that Dexter had gone there. Why he took that pen to work, I don't know. Well, yeah, it was just in the bag. And so that was uh, an an, um, unfortunate coincidence (laughs) that he happened to have that pen in the bag. Right. Um, You know, and I've noticed on the season there's more of those uh, unfortunate coincidences in -hmm. this than, um, you know, having it just kind of go from A to B to C. It was it kind of like goes okay. We need to get to C, so we'll just jump over there real quick with this one little thing. 
throw that in there. Yeah. I mean, I liked that the pen returned. I'm not going to lie. A little cheap, but I liked it. And he just turns down his sister anytime she wants to hang out. She asked him before, you know, can we talk tonight? No, we can't talk tonight. So then later she just shows up and starts making dinner. And I really thought that Dexter was just going to be like, okay, now I have to stay. Because she had already cut up all those vegetables. Hey, guys. Uh, would yeah. you guys like to take a caller? Absolutely. Yes. Love to take a caller. Please. <laughs> all right, caller, you're on the line. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Mary Sherman Oaks. Absolutely. What's your name? <laughs> she said Mary. Oh, I thought she said uh, May I or Mary. Is it Mary or? Mary. Oh, hi, Mary. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what I thought you said? I thought you said, may I share my notes. <laughs> so, I think I need a headphone check. <laughs> Hi, Mary from Sherman Oaks. What do you, would you like to add? Um, I missed the, p- the part of After Buzz because I'm having trouble with my computer, but I was uh, wondering, when Dexter went to see the priest, Father Goway or whatever? Galway? Galway, yeah. Galloway, was he looking for forgiveness or I didn't get what was it? I love that part. Uh, I think at at the beginning he was thinking, this guy's crazy and I have no useful information here. And then I think something clicked in his head would said, this guy's crazy. I can say anything I want. Because if you remember, the only time he can be himself is when he's at the kill table. And I think this was one of the first moments where he could actually just talk and not be in that instance and kind of try out this light thing that Brother Sam has been talking about. What do you think, Kirsten? I mean, Mary, that's a great question. You know, um, I think he was looking for forgiveness and why he tells this guy, Father Galway, his sins, I think, is because he knows this guy's crazy and he's not going to tell anybody that he has murdered people. And he's probably going to forget, I mean, in the moment when Dexter is confessing to Father Galway, he, Father Galway is actually, like, steps away for a minute, gets distracted, and he's like, where were we? And then Dexter was like, confession. So I believe that Dexter told him his sins and that he had killed people because he truly believes that the father's going to forget about it the second Dexter shuts the door and leaves. And, you know, he was forgiven. He he told him he uh, broke the speed limit a few times, lied to his sister, and that he also killed a lot of people. <laughs> I, I happened to kill a few people. Did you did you see that scene, Mary, or, or was there a problem with... with- no, I, I did see that, and I okay. just, I didn't. I thought there was another angle that I missed. That's it, that's well, I'm curious sense. what what did you think when the uh, father offered up absolution? Did did you think a, a part of that reached Dexter? Did did you think he felt a little lightness? I think he was hoping. <laughs> I think there's a really big asterisk next to that absolution, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, the father was a little crazy, but okay, you snuck in. But, yeah, I think he was hoping, uh, I hope this guy's right, but I, I don't know. I thought maybe there was another angle, I'm not sure. But thanks for uh, answering that. Hey, you want to hang I out? You want to hang out with on the show for a while? <laughs> We'd love your input, honestly. You don't have to run away if you don't want to. So, hey, let me ask you something, Mary. <laughs> What do you think about the professor and Travis being one? Being one person? Yeah. 
Wow. That's a debate we've been having. And I'm going back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I think it is. And then because they really are filming it like, mm -hmm. you know, he turns and he's not there. Yeah, so. we don't think we think that Geller is a figment of Travis's imagination. And we think that Travis, you know, has different personalities. And like, you know, how Geller hit Travis in the head with that shovel. We really think, well, this is coming from me. Um, I, I didn't get Steve's opinion yet, but we I think that that sort of blackout is what happens to Travis before he goes crazy and turns into a different personality. And I think he is really the one who killed his sister. And I or, think or let's let's the professor in. Yeah. And that's when he lets the professor in. I think he blacks out and he lets in the professor do the work, which is really Travis. Wow. It's pretty bizarre. I never thought of that, but I guess it sort of makes sense in this show that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> a true fan, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Mary, what do you think about um, Dexter taking on such a Christian theme this time around? Have you seen this in other shows that you watch? I have. Um, yeah, it's just sort of hard to follow at times. I just don't know what to think. <laughs> well, he's definitely having his internal battle, and I guess they just thought it's time for him to battle himself. He's been battling all the other bad people, and I think they finally said, well, if you look at it, he's just like them, so let's mm -hmm. let's let him battle himself this season. And he ha he has been. Well, I tell you what, I, I, we're, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it just seems like the show's taking a lot of different paths. It's I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard it, to follow at this point. It, it I think it is. It just it seems to tackle so many different um, subjects and too many people. I think that might be it. I think there's just too many people involved. Yeah, too many characters. Well, they they are definitely trying to put the code. Um, on you know, make him justify the code a bit more in this season, and uh, also they're just saying, look, you've got you know good spirituality and you've got crazy spirituality, and so you've got you know righteous kills and you have crazy kills, and you're right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to decide which way this is going to go as as Dexter. Well, I kind of, right. Mary, how, what do you think about this? I like that they're keeping, they're kind of showing the difference to people because I think when people think about religion, they think it is crazy and cultic. Uh, I feel like, especially in Los Angeles, I feel like a lot of people out here are non-believers because they kind of see religion in the way that Dexter, the show, is showing it through Geller and Travis. They think it's cultic and the Bible is, you know, mystic. And I think that's what strays people from being religious. But I like that Dexter, the show, is showing... The other side of religion with Brother Sam and they're talking about how there's a lot of answers in the Bible and it's not just this crazy side. They're, so, they're showing the other side, which I believe most Christians who are religious follow. It's not this crazy side of religion that people just overall categorize religion into. What do you think, Mary? Yeah, I, I think that's good that they do show that because I, I'm not one of the people who would believe in the, the crazy in the religion. I'm more of the standard believer. So um, 
because that's the only way some people get to see the standard part of religion is by watching Dexter, unfortunately. Yeah, watching, they get their spirituality by watching Dexter. It is Sunday, that Mary. Is, Did you go to church today? <laughs> that is, that, that's the quintessential Hollywood way to get your spirituality. Watch a serial teller. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I hope not. But. No, I really think I it is. I did go to church. I did. Okay. Uh, it, it is a, I think what they're doing is just saying, look, there is spirituality and, you know, there, there are good things that you can find in that. But then if you go overboard, there is this. And yeah, but that's the same in everything. That's the same in politics. That's the same, you know, even in medicine, you know, you're going to, and, and I think they're doing a really interesting thing by putting him right in the middle. And being able to show both sides of it and having that struggle, which I think, honestly, a lot of people have that struggle. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, to go to your point, I think a lot of people um, are spiritual, Mm -hmm. but get nervous about having to go and pay and having to have somebody else say that they're okay and having to to go through the ceremonial aspect of, of just saying, but I thought we were all okay until we screw up. (laughs) <laughs> and, and 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 that's kind of what you know Dexter is having to deal with as well is is that so well, thanks for calling in, Mary. I hope you sure. join us again next Absolutely. Sunday thanks and the Sunday calling. after that. You brought a new element to the show, and I really liked it. <laughs> hey, it was nice talking to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Mary from Sherman Oaks. Uh, by the way, that's what she said. Mary from Sherman Oaks, not may I share my notes. <laughs> We we all got that stuff. <laughs> First time around. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad we have a caller. C fans, it's so much fun. It's, and easy to do. And if you wanted to do that, you call 424-256-1729. We do want to hear what you think about the show because this season is really kind of wide open on what they've been doing and, and where they've been taking Dexter. Much like religion. Nebraska. And even if you guys are you know listening to this after the fact in the, one of the archives, they tape every Sunday uh, at 8 o'clock. So uh, that's Pacific Standard Time. If you're not by a computer, just call in 424-256-1729, and uh, you'll be able to hear them right on the line, and you can jump in on the conversation and listen to yourself later uh, on the archives if you can't watch live. But if you definitely caught Dexter, make sure you um, jump in. That's 8, 8.15-ish, um, right after the show. You know, whenever Princess is ready to go on air, then then we go on air. We just, you know. After the hairdresser's done with my <laughs> hair and makeup and my stylist has picked out my shirt. You know, we touched on um, – we touch, oh, well, actually, uh, let's chat about the rest of the crew uh, ready. at the precinct. Um, so well, you want to go into real, the case, the heroin case? Yeah. Um, so Jessica so Morris. She, she ODs. She did. But not quite. She ODs and then hits her head and then gets some CPR or CCR. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sorry, it's, three people are going to get that joke and they're not even listening. So I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Bottomley, <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> I am funny in here. That joke killed. <laughs> um, oh, wow! But no, that, that's a that's a dirty crime scene because uh, Laguardia knows what's up, and she's obviously I Doing mean obviously favor, covering for somebody. Uh, um, 
Can I ask you a question? Sure. How necessary was that phone call that she made after talking to Deb? I mean, I, I, I think it was you. pretty obvious to everyone she was pulling for someone that was kind of just like the nail in the coffin. Well, that was um, the nail. And then to make sure they actually got a rivet gun out and hit it with, no, you have nothing to worry about. It's like, <laughs> hey, why don't you do like <laughs> Skype? So we can see okay. who it is. Exactly. You know? Okay. Yeah, I agree. Come on, writers. Well, what yeah. audience are you writing for? Yeah, she's definitely covering for somebody, <laughs> and it's going to be somebody big. You saw the hotel room. You saw, you know, it was swanky. It was a, a blonde hooker, so that meant he had money. Right. Um, and evidently not good quality heroin because it killed her, unless mm-hmm. it was really good and she wasn't used to it. So, um, someone we know? Someone we don't know? I don't think we know her. But, you know, that's very no, interesting. I mean, who she's covering up for? You don't think we know the, uh, the guy LaGuardia is covering up for? No, I don't think we do. And I don't think it's ever going to come up again. Really? No. There's been a lot of time for that one beat to not say, oh, it was this. Do you think she's really worried about her numbers, though? Or do you think that was just a smokescreen? Smokescreen. Yeah. Yeah, coming at you. She seemed pretty sincere when she was talking about it. Well, it makes sense. They're obviously worried about their numbers. 19% closing rate? Is that what she said? 19? 1, 9? Yeah. Wow. Let's go to Miami and go on a crime spree. (laughs) That's really low. Well, I don't know if that's low to the average across the nation. Yeah, who knows? But here's the thing. They don't really... I don't feel like when you see an overdose... Or when cops see an overdose, they really go after who provided the drugs to convict them of involuntary manslaughter. Unless you're Michael Jackson. Right. Unless you're somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things on that beat of, of this episode that I just went, mm, wow, everybody really got kind of like uh, non-professional and it was really turning a blind eye. I'm so. sure that happens. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. But but if it does, ha- well, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of an odd way to do it. And maybe it's just because it was so heavy-handed. I mean, my friends, you know, who are cops, I know they get, if they pull over their friend for a speeding ticket, they don't walk away with a speeding ticket. I guess the way they covered it is is Dexter basically said she was dead already and the guy was trying to revive her right. and couldn't. So yeah. it's not like... Oh, he killed her. They were pretty clear. But he provided the drugs. I mean, do you think... Well, we don't know that. She might have had the drugs. They made it... I mean, why would that guy want to cover it up so badly if he didn't... Well, he's in the room with the dead hooker. Right. Last time it happened to me, I really wanted to cover it up. So... (laughs) And I did a great job. Oh! I can't absolve you of your sins over here. I did a great job. I screwed (laughs) it up now. Uh, But what do you think? Do you think... And we've seen it in, in the news a lot now with different stars overdosing on drugs. Do you think yeah. that the person who gives them the drugs sells it to them? If they die, do you think the person who handed over the drugs are responsible for their life and that's involuntary manslaughter? Well, I mean, I, get ready, Jesse, because <laughs> the calls may be coming in now. Uh, when it comes to drug use, it is really one of the things where I'm kind of libertarian. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Very Ayo. clearly. Very <laughs> clearly. Um, where and, and my thing is, like, I would much rather uh, have 
if you have that problem, I would much rather have you have a safe place to get through that problem instead of having to go into, you know, the world you need to go into and steal and, you know, prostitute and do horrible things because you have a problem. So I'm probably not the person to ask because my answer would be if you broke the law, you have to pay for it. But I don't agree with that law. I think drug use is a problem and needs to be treated, not prosecuted. Right. And and by the way, if it were not so illegal, there probably wouldn't be as much crime associated with it. Absolutely. So you do not think that the person giving the drugs is No, actually, I, I do think the person giving the drugs should, should be, be charged. Yeah. In all Which situations? Is, well... I mean, well, I, no, let, me, I, let me let me clarify that. If you're over 18, I, I don't have an answer for that. If you're under 18, uh, yeah, and I think that's like a 15, 20-year offense because if you are destroying people's lives before they really even have a chance, um, no, you need to go away. How old you, was Michael Jackson? He was 15. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, again, you know, there, there are there are the you know people that prey on grade school kids so that they have mm-hmm. a constant clientele, and it, those people need to go. Absolutely, for a long I time. totally agree with that. You know, I don't know how I feel about you know over eighteen if whoever supplying the drugs should be convicted of involuntary manslaughter. I especially if it was a mistake. How do they know it's going to be the last person's breath that they supply them with? Yeah, here's here's death. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and $500 for death. Yeah. And it's not like there's a warning label on any of the drugs you're getting. You can see, you know, like what's in it. You, I'm pretty sure there's not a label saying how pure the heroin is or right. how so cut up it is. just don't do it. That's the best answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that does bring up a point. Is like, okay, so as Debbie is the lieutenant and knowing that, you know, I, I think I should have all the information before we close this case, but I'm going mm-hmm. to just go ahead and close this and not, you know, push back. That's where I think it's kind of an odd beat unless she's going to push back unless – you know what I mean? So yeah, it was there's just weird for me. It. it was weird for me. Exactly. I felt like if there's not more for to this story, writers, bad job. Because why would she go after someone for involuntary manslaughter when you know this happens all the time and they really don't go looking for the drug dealer? So that's why hmm. it's up in the air for me. Well, it's, it's definitely supposed to be up in the air. Right. Um, so hopefully next week just, we'll get an answer. Yeah, I'm usually on these shows, though, you know, that little piece is going to tie over and, you know, take care of some stuff over here. I'm just trying to think back on what we've seen this season, what that little piece is going to take care of. It's either going to bump somebody out or it's going to fix a problem. And I don't I'm trying to think of what problem they might be, you know, setting up unless, of course, it's a way to kill off Quinn. Well, I was just going to say that Who wasn't... Who is probably a wonderful and nice guy and a wonderful oh, actor. No. No, as a person. Oh. It's not like, you know, we have a vendetta <laughs> against Quinn the uh, Absolutely regular not. person. Strictly talking about characters. Yeah, character only. I, I stepped on you. What were you going to say? I was going to say that wasn't the first time we saw a stripper in the episode. There was a stripper in the homicide case, hero, heroin overdose case. And there was a stripper when we saw Quinn... Go to the strip club with Masuka after Bautista kindly rejected his hangout proposition. Understood. Bautista's still mad. So he's like, take Masuka. 
He knows he yeah. likes that stuff. So yeah. they're there, and Quinn's off the rocker again, all over people, getting kicked out. Did Debbie ever wear a green thong? Is that where he got all excited about the green thong? I'm still trying to see, you know, the, the tie-in about, you know, how he's he's is he still pining for? Her? Is that why he's acting this way? I mean, he obviously loved her because whenever he's drunk, he, you know, uh, I, I thought that scene also ended kind of abruptly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's is, what I'm. You know what? I think next week. This is sort of a prediction, but um, I'm just going to say it. Next week, I feel like we're going to get the end of that story, and it's not going to be pretty. Uh, yeah, because it See, did at leave point, at the end. Yeah, at this point, I think they're dragging that out for the finale. You really think we're going to have to wait to yeah, see I Quinn so. go down? I think so. For the finale. I think so. Um, because. If they could have done it, but why didn't they close that story in this episode? That's why I think they're waiting for the finale. I think next week. Yeah, well, that's what we said last week. Because he just kind of left. He left Quinn sitting there in the chair. The guy's like, "You got to. I'm taking him out. You can't take him out." And he's like, "No, I got it." And then then just left. Quinn sat in a chair, and Masuka's like, "Okay." To be fair, it looked like a comfortable chair. (laughs) So maybe Masuka realized that's. That's the nicest trick. Would you leave your friend drunk like that to just get home on his own, pretty much trying to rape strippers and then just leave him at the club if you cared about this guy at all? I don't think Quinn was going to rape the stripper. (laughs) He was trying. I think he just wanted some companionship. No, I I wouldn't leave him there. Exactly. You wouldn't. So I don't. He would ride in the trunk. He was throwing (laughs) up. I don't want him in my car. Yeah. I don't know what Masuka was doing there, but. Quinn is the one that needs a therapist. <laughs> and uh, Batista stepping in between uh, Janie and Lewis. Jamie and Lewis, Jamie thank and God. Lewis. Really? Thank yeah. God? You don't like that happening? I don't like that happening because just as Bautista is concerned that he doesn't know who Lewis is, I am too. Lewis, the only thing we know about him is totally obsessed with serial killers. Do you want your daughter dating a guy who's obsessed with serial killers? No. Who idolizes them? Uh, now, see, I don't know if he idolizes the serial killers or idolizes the process that Dexter uses because his show, I mean, the the game he's making is about the precinct. Right. And, uh, you know, how Dexter is working all the different scenes and everything. But uh, the way that they portrayed him at that date, he was not in a place of crazier power. He was just kind of like... Uh, I mean, he acknowledged that Batista had a gun and, you know, Batista was not doing anything to like, oh, no, that wasn't meant for you. You know, he he was letting that message go loud and clear. And Lewis's response to it was really pretty normal. Well, here's my problem with it. I mean, what 20 we, we I think we came to the decision that Jamie's probably 21, 22. What 21, 22 year old brings her brother on a date to meet her this guy that she's only met up with once before. I mean, and that he works with at his job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly she's sure. act she's acting like she's well, twelve and she needs a father figure. In the yeah, that, that was what it was. She can't take him home to meet daddy, so mm-hmm. she's just gonna go meet. Batista. She's clearly too young to be dating this guy if she's gonna 
do this. I don't yeah, know. And that's what was his point. Yeah, like, I totally she's agree. A student, she's too young. What are you she, doing? He's like, uh, she likes me. And Bautista's like, she likes a lot of guys. She's young. That's sad. <laughs> when she do you stop me. liking a lot of guys? She likes me. <laughs> I need to be with her forever. <laughs> I think we're done with that point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I don't even. Just, do they need to even be in this show? Who's that? Jamie and Lu- Luis. Do we need them? Well, they would be short about five to seven minutes without them. <laughs> this has really been um, this challenge that they've had with with this season is once you take it and you know bring it in really tight to one character, which is what they've done. What's happening around them, and how do you mm-hmm. keep that alive and interesting? It, it was, you know, it was kind of cool for a little bit when uh, um, who's the Mas- Masuka? Masuka, thank you. When he had the the blonde uh, assistant, Ryan. You know, so you kind of wonder, oh, what's going on over there? That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But now it's Lewis, which is just another geek, and you know that. Cool. I mean, you know, he knows his way around a computer. By the way, do you think that's a real search? search Elliot, I wrote it down, and I am going to check it out. Um, DJ Jesse Janity, can you maybe check that out for us? Elliot, see if that's a search engine, a real thing. Is it called Elliot Search or Elliot? I I think he just said it's called Elliot, and it's like Google, but it doesn't have, like, all the advertisements and extra stuff. And it does some sort of algorithm. I remember that part. (laughs) You would. (laughs) Yeah, it's an algorithm. All right, well, while he's investigating that, I guess we should get into the overall huge religious aspect, Geller and Travis. The crazy part. The crazy part. Well. I'm turning into Zoe Deschanel. I'm, like, singing when I'm... <laughs> I'm just going to sing yeah. a lot. Okay. I've been told I have no, an awesome No, it's not. It's no. Not real. Okay. All right. Oh, well, we could create that. <laughs> they really do need another search engine that's not, like, Google, Google-fied. I'm ready for it. That's from her. <laughs> Somebody get on that. Um, yeah, Travis and the professor, they are having their battle. And I honestly, I can't tell at this point whether or not it's a split personality or whether he's there. Because I was watching The Chains. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he could he could have done that himself. Exactly. As he was the professor, not realize it, and then mm-hmm. wake up. But then, all right, how do you get the thing hot, the iron hot, unless... Did that really happen? Or was that just in his mind? Because he seemed pretty okay, you know, when Dexter showed up. If, right. When you get a burn like that, you're kind of like, get something for this. This is killing me. But, you know, he he didn't seem to have any reaction when Dexter was there that he was just burned. He's totally into self-mortification. That's part of the craziness. And like I said when we were talking to Mary... With the whole Geller knocking him out with the shovel right as he's going to tell his sister Lisa she needs to go to a friend's. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That's like him blacking out to let in Geller. That he that takes over him and then he kills her sister. That was the other sister. thing. I didn't understand why he was waiting on the side of the building. All creepy and whatnot. Yeah, well, waiting around a corner yeah, for his sister. To, to come, come out. Come on, Lisa. Yeah. Come on, Lisa. Hello, yeah. you're a creepy serial killer. <laughs> you don't know it. <laughs> I was thinking, just go in. 
You know, it's, it's a yeah. classic case. Why would he and, be waiting on the corner for his sister, hiding know. to come out, unless he was really Geller and he was just going to kill her? And again, you know, uh, the professor shows up when he's at his sister's house and nobody seems to mm-hmm. notice. And uh, so... We never see him coming, by the way. No. He has always just magically appeared. Yep. So, yeah, it may be. But then, you know, they... they, they I mean, I'd really have to take a look you know, and break it down and take, you know, a hard look about how they're phrasing things and what they're saying and stuff. It's but, a done um, deal <laughs> in my mind. Well, they have two more episodes, right? Oh, no, they have more than that. They no, have like the, four more. The finale is the 18th. Yeah. And so. There's one next week. Um, I think there's only two or three. I'm feeling like four. Jesse, Jesse do you know how many episodes Jesse, are left? Jesse, Danny, we need some research. If the uh, finale's on I the I believe 18th. it's three more, but I'll check. Three okay. more. Okay. Three or four. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think they're going to make it stretch, and I think it's all Travis. And um, Geller says, I bet your sister would look lovely in red. Yeah. And I told that there was foreshadowing. Yeah. And I think that was just in his mind, obviously. And he we didn't find that. out. Well, the four only four more, four four more. Oh, Quinn's going to be around for a while. Quinn's going to be around for a while. No, wow. come on! If they want people to keep watching this till the end, they need to do something because the end, the last uh, episode needs to be all about Travis Geller mm-hmm. religious theme getting killed. They need to kill off Quinn like next week so that we can see Deb dealing with it and. That can be another episode. He gets killed, then Deb deals with it, and then something like the hurrah right before, the climax right before the last episode. Um, That would make sense. You know, I wonder if the uh, dead hooker in the hotel room is going to be a setup for another uh, kill for Dexter. We have four episodes left, so they could absolutely, you know, he could find something in that and track to somebody. Did Dexter kill anyone other than, I guess, episode one, he killed that guy from his high school reunion, but then as soon as Brother Sam came in, I feel like he only Nick. really killed Nick. I feel like that's it, though. Um, really? Well, what about uh, Ronnie Cox? Are you talking about that guy? That um, Is that the one from his high school reunion? Mm, that, that, was was a, that was the older guy that um, he, he, he kept his teeth. He oh, the Tooth the Fairy. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy killer. Okay, so I guess him. he's had like three kills. I just feel like his kill rate has gone down. Absolutely on this season. Mm-hmm. It really has. And uh, bummer. Right. <laughs> oh, you know what? The other thing that they're not really utilizing as much is the rest of his skills. You know, he's very athletic and he's very, you know, he's he's got out with some of these superhuman sort of or superpower sort of, uh, you know, skills that usually come into play when he's trying to better the the bad guy and and again not we're not seeing very much of that it's all bible now it's all i mean we even see him picking up the bible he uh, goes to brother sam's funeral dexter does and they ask who here can say brother sam changed their life and he goes Tries to raise his hand, can't do I it. I don't want everyone to say it, yeah. but I'm pretty sure. Really? Because I, I was thinking life. he was like thinking, uh, actually, he hasn't. You know, I, so you saw it one way, like, I don't want everyone to see, and I saw it as I can't really do that honestly, so I'm not going to. So, interesting. I don't know. Um, but he receives uh, Brother Sam's bloody Bible. Yes, he does. And what does he do with it? He, he finds a door to Travis. 
by using mm-hmm. the sin of omission. That's I thought that was great that they use the Bible from the spirituality to break mm-hmm. through the the crazy part. He's told that if you have a problem, no matter what it is, the answer's in the Bible. So Dexter picks up the Bible and starts reading it and looking for answers. And he comes across the Bible verse. Uh, and Dexter's now reciting Bible verses. <laughs> Anyone who knows the good but doesn't do it is sinning, the sin of omission. Mm-hmm. That was James, right? Yes. So then he confronts Travis about this, and he says, is it possible that Brother Sam has passed the light on to me, and now I've passed it on to Travis? It's possible. So now he's like a, a little We're not going to know for another four here. episodes <laughs> if any of that light was shining right. through. Um, okay, well, uh, it is time for a break, and then when we come back... Well, we... since we're actually running a little bit behind schedule, oh. we're going to go straight into predictions. Cool. Okay. All right, no break for you guys today. The timer was broken in the studio. Oh, yeah, it's stuck on 25. <laughs> predictions. I thought we were still always at 25. Predictions. Okay, well, here's what, here's my prediction, and I already kind of said it anyway, but I think um, the hooker, the dead hooker in the hotel room, I think is going to somehow get Dexter back to a kill table, somehow, and uh, because there's nothing else going on, and if the writers don't understand that that's such a huge part of this show, that uh, that's why a lot of people tune mm-hmm. in, um, then they need to go watch season one again. So, mm, that's my prediction. Well, my prediction, once again, is that Geller doesn't really exist because, as we see in the end here, Dexter runs in on, you know, Travis doing his little self-mortification with the burns. And if Geller doesn't have a problem killing and he knows the cops are on to him and here's his chance to kill the guy that's on to him, Geller, who kills everyone, why do you run away if you do exist? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Dexter's chasing a ghost. And it's only a matter of time until he realizes it. I think Quinn's going to be found dead in the next episode since we just we kind of saw him at that moment of not himself. He let himself go. He's mm-hmm. drunk and who know and his friend has left him at the strip club. He has been set up for disaster. How's he getting home? This is next week. I feel like the beginning needs to be we found him dead and if it's not writers what are you doing <laughs> god you were pushing for that can we please find quinn dead at the oh, first one next more season? thing yes. um at the when the little tidbit trailer we got to see for next week dexter is covered in blood yeah he's like whose doing blood the, is that uh, i'm guessing carrie from the prom <laughs> that's my guess okay uh so that's it that's uh so episode eight of omission for Dexter. Join us next week. Thanks again, Mary. Dexter. Thank you, Mary, from Sherman Oaks. So that was great that you called and uh, some good points. Uh, call us at 424-256-1729 next week, and we will see you next week. Bye. I'm Steve Bottomley, saying goodnight for Kristen the Princess Snyder. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz, buzz you, you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.